on time. Yeah. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another uh, edition of Quarantine Spilling Ink. Um, I hope you're all having a lovely Saturday evening. And if you're not watching the One World Together concert, I'm glad that you're here. We're happy to see you. Anita, I see that you're here already. We love it. Hi, Anita. And I am here tonight with a very special guest. Joshua Pantelaresco is the five-time WWE champion of Vancouver, Calgary, and the winner of 16 Aurora Awards for Best Looking Podcaster. It's Joshua from Just Joshua. (laughs) How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? You know what? I've honestly been I, I've been very fortunate in, in this time. Um, as we're talking about a little bit off the air, I, I've had an adventure ever since ever since things started to go kind of crazy. Um, I was in Vancouver when this started. Now I'm in Windsor, Ontario. This is my dad's store. It's kind That's of like Canada. I have, yes, right. I'm in Canada. Fortunately, I, I feel I feel very blessed. Ooh, <laughs> right that was a dig right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to play with the the deck of cards you guys are playing. We'll just We're not that jealous side. at all. No, totally not jealous. Do you guys yeah. have Do you guys have euchre in Canada? The card game euchre. Yes. Okay, because that's something in Michigan we we play a lot. And there's times when you get dealt a hand that's all nines and tens. That's yep. the hand we've been dealt. <laughs> yes. No, we're we're, we're we're not Singapore where we can like go it alone. Like, yeah, I can go with this alone, right? But but we, with the exception of Alberta, which is kind of its own special little brand of crazy. Um, Canada's been Canada's been relatively quiet, and uh, that's generally the nature of the country. And it's strange, like like on, on a personal note, I hate masks. I hate them. I don't like the um, you hate mask. I hate the mask. Uh, the reason I hate it is because so the worst part for me about this whole thing just watching from the outside looking in it's the fear uh, right and, and, and the I understand why the masks are worn don't get me I'm not saying that but I hate it because also everyone that wears one you can see the fear in their eyes when they're wearing it it's, it's because it's almost like the mask is not whether it's helpful or not or anything like that it's armor it makes people feel safer and it feels like they're they're protecting themselves from something and you can see it in their eyes when you walk when you're walking on the street like people are there's there's a there's an existential bit of dread and i hate that i wish that um it's bad enough we're facing the unknown every little thing that emphasizes fear right now bothers me and that and that to me is so my personal mission kind of been, has been since I've been, uh, since this time, it's like, I'm going to do anything and everything I can to dispel fear. Because that doesn't do any of us any good. Um, it's cool. Like I said, being scared, like being scared of what might happen. It's, it's, I mean, it's totally an understandable thing. It's an understandable feeling. We're kind of all going into the unknown. We're kind of all in this spot, in this point in our lives. Like, we, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And, but on the flip side, right, I mean... I think that's always been true, right? What's happened now, what's happened now is what we've considered normal for the longest time isn't there, right? So now anything, um, so as, as, um, or as, uh, how do I put this? You got so, it, Anita. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> um, it, it, it's one of those situations where um, I look at, this is actually how life is. There's no guarantees in life. There's no, there really is no normal, but that's really strongly emphasized right now. People it's in everybody's face. Whereas it, maybe it was more in the background before. Now you've got this, you have this, like, you know, tomorrow is going to be different than today. You don't know how, you don't know why, but tomorrow is going to be different than today. And there's no, there's no, um, order of authority there's no standard operating procedure going forward um and again so again it's natural to be scared of that but to watch the fear, like again fear people fighting with each other people saying well this is how the world works or this is how the world works or or like this is a lot of stuff i'm seeing too which exacerbates everything and then you watch you know sometimes you watch the media what kind of stories they're running you're like you're not helping like i'm not saying you shouldn't know the facts but you're not helping the situation either 
right? But it's what you, and so my goal, my goals have been twofold. Um, one, try to be as positive as I can. I've been going to people, uh, Katie's been, been so far, one of the people does, I've gone to five random people every day and I've gone how I appreciate them. It's a simple little thing I start with every day, but for each and every person I talk to, it's been great. I've been having conversations with people from all over the world and it's been fun because it, it, it's almost like a moment of day. There was a, someone I, I contacted that was uh, going through cancer, it's going through cancer right now. And I literally got like a light, like a big giant thank you. It's like, man, I really need to hear this right now. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And we had a great little conversation about how her life is going. This might honestly be the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And just doing this every day with different people all over the place. And it doesn't matter who you are. It's just, I like, I just like, okay, I land on you. Okay, what can I say nice about you? And I just say, I appreciate you and I'm genuine about it. And the end, like I started a newsletter uh, and I was like, I questioned whether that was the wisest thing to do at this point in time. But honestly, I didn't even release it. And I had like financial stuff come by me. Um, I had financial stuff come my way. I did not anticipate with the newsletter. I hadn't even published it yet. Um, I had, I had, um, you know, uh, I've had people come in like this week's episode is about to go out. Is I'm talking about the story about how someone tried to bribe me moving, ironically moving them with mashed potatoes and only mashed potatoes, which is just like, like, like again, fun stuff like that. Like just because the important thing right now, and I think that this is the thing I, 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 I've been emphasizing a lot with my stuff. Life goes on. No matter what situation we're in, and there's still a lot of good things. You can still chase joy in this time. And you can, there's still all kinds of neat little opportunities that present themselves each and every day. So instead of worrying about what might happen tomorrow, um, what might happen tomorrow, I worry instead about, okay, what opportunities can happen today? What can I, what can I do today that will make doors open? What can I do today to be grateful? What can I be grateful? And I worry about those things because... I can't control the rain. Like, like, like the whole idea of being mad. I can't control this situation. And there's, I have no say in it. It is what it is for as ever long it is. But what I can do is I can try to be the best person I can be in this time. Encourage people to step out even now. Even in, even if you can't go outside right now, maybe what you can do is you can write that book, draw that picture. You can, you can, you can talk to each other and say I love you. You can be grateful for whatever you have, right? And try to help each other now because we're like it doesn't matter how you think the world works we're all in this kind of together whether we realize this or not so we gotta so instead of fighting each other about how this is going to be or how that's don't worry about that instead how can i help you today what can i do even if it's something as simple as i appreciate you and that's what i've been that's been my focus well tell me what's uh what you've been doing with just joshing lately you said you've been busier than ever lately yeah, so uh, I, I, I started a third podcast on the week. I kind of stole a little bit of Jason, Jason's idea with it, although I did take it a step further. Um, I, was, I had my novel, Cloud Diver. It's going to be coming out May 1st. And it was, it, was at so, like, it was scheduled to come out at a certain point, but I was like, okay, this is, this is going on right now. And part of me, there's a little bit of an opportunist in me. Um, um, this... this, this uh, there was a little bit of an opportunity. Like everybody's down. Like I immediately embraced the, the moment. I, I didn't. There was the, the five stages of grief. I went straight into acceptance. I, I skipped one through four. I didn't need. I didn't need it. I was like, nope. I'm not denying it. Not not. I'm accepting it. But I'm not trying to negotiate. This is what it is. What can I do? And that's what I did. So I thought. Well, Josh. Josh, let me let me pause you there. And I I'm curious because I feel like that is. It, and you breeze right over that as if it's it's something easy and natural. But I feel like that's a talent that not very many people actually possess. This idea that you breeze through the grief and go right to being productive or looking at the positive. How how do you because, because achieve I've had that? my ass kicked before. Because I've had my ass thoroughly thoroughly kicked before. Um, the thing about me, I, so I, I actually, my first freelance article came out on copyoversuicide.com. It was called How My Personal Apocalypse Prepared Me for This Time. And so for those people that don't know, um, I went through a very, very difficult time in my life in Arizona. I said I was going through parts of starving. My teeth were shattered in lots of places and pieces. And, and I had to do some incredibly difficult things to survive. And I was so angry during that time and justifiably so. And when I 
but the thing is looking back i missed out on opportunities and i didn't realize some of the things that were happening around me because i let myself be scared and angry of what might come next but i learned all that the first time i went through major adversity so i talked about like the biggest three lessons i learned is the world is bigger than you this is a hard lesson for a lot of people to understand because everybody thinks like they are in control of their world the truth of the matter is we're, we're not like no matter how big how strong how tough we think we are there are a lot of things that are come out of control going through that point in my life when i was wondering where my next meal was coming from when uh, i didn't know what was going to happen to me in terms of you know me where i was going to live i didn't know what was going to happen to me in terms of like my mortality even right so there there was there was some there was a close call but it forced me to recognize the fact that the world is bigger than i am and i have no control over it and i had to accept that so that was the first that was the first major lesson the second major lesson i had i had to learn is is surrender so it's natural when big changes happen that you first you're afraid that is a totally natural reaction being angry is a total natural reaction. The people I feel sorriest for in this time is the people that are small business people, people that had their like little shops that now are shut down and probably will never reopen again. Sad as that is to say, that is that is a big reality for a lot of small businesses right now. And I understand that anger. You had this goal, you had this dream, and you went for it. And honestly, through no fault of your own, it it, it ended. Like it, it, this is this is one of the biggest kicks in the dick ever right because it, and it's nasty it's vicious it's brutal so i get anger and i even get fear because again you're not sure what's going to happen but i've been through all of that so so for me it was like okay i like i've been through that adversity before um and uh so for me so i i these lessons have been really helpful and finally i realized okay this is the big thing i took from last time that i'm taking with me this time I can't control when bad things happen, but I can control how I'll be when bad things happen. I don't need to be, that doesn't mean I don't have a bad day. That doesn't mean I, I don't have those moments where I'm angry or, or frustrated or, or bored or I have those moments, but then I remember what I'm going for, what I can do and who I can be. And then I've been here before. I know what this is. So for I'm not saying I've been through a pandemic. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I've been through adversity and because I've been through adversity before, right i some of those rules apply especially right now right um they apply in the fact that you know what you can't change what's happening and you shouldn't whatever you believe is happening whatever your interpretation of what's happening the fact of the matter is it's happening you live with it it's that's just that there's no ifs there's no ands there's no buts you have no choice surrender that but if you can surrender to that truth that you can do that you will start seeing opportunities come their way and you'll be rewarded for those opportunities immediately because now you're no longer you're past the grief you can look ahead and see what you can still offer and everybody's got talents everybody's got skills if you're an independent book bookseller right if you're a bookseller you're an independent author you're an independent artist you know how to put a project together from start to finish there's a high demand for content right now there's a high demand for people that want that optimism and lastly, like, like the other thing I was thinking about when I, when I was going along this path was C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis actually was reading, um, you know, what would become mere Christianity during World War II when London was being bombed. Talk about not being in control of your situation, right? You're, you're literally going out to a building that may or may not be there every day you go outside. But while he's outside, he's reading this book. And I realized that it's such a powerful thing you can do right it's such a powerful thing you can do to make like the life still goes on and i can still do something in this time what a way to break helplessness and then you can inspire others on top of that to do their own thing because now you're not crippled anymore you're not worried about the big battle you're worried about your battle because that's what you can do and everybody can do that now and that has been my whole approach for the last three weeks. That's why, like I said, I go for people. I appreciate them. That's why I started the newsletter, the podcast, going back to that, like that C.S. Lewis model. I have my book. It's ready to come out. I decided. So the first thing I decided to do is like, I'll do an audiobook of that. <laughs> but it's been so fun because I'm learning so much doing it. But the other part of it, too, 
I just had this idea, and this is what I've been doing. It's like, you know, we were actually really, really cool. What if I could get other authors to come on my show and read with me, or other musicians to perform with me? Yeah, uh, yeah, we can, we can talk. I, I still owe you. I still owe you that reading. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've gotten Dave Butler to agree to it. I've gotten Morgan Chandler to agree to it. Monica Stone. I've got I've, even my nose. My nose have been some of the nicest nose I've ever had in my life, That's because good. it's not. It's it, because they're not coming from a bad place. One no. He legitimately said, dude, this is an amazing idea. It's just, I don't do these well. It kills me, but I got to say no. That's that's not a bad reason to say no, right? I had another guy come up, hey, listen, can I preview? And then I had another author, I'm not naming, because they, have, they haven't given me the uh, they haven't given me their copy yet. Um, go to me, hey, listen, can I preview my book for next year? Sure. I had another author go to me, hey, listen, do I have to read fiction? No, you can read whatever you want. I have like, I have, my rules are, 20 or 30 minutes, whatever you want, promote yourself. That's it. It's easy. It's simple. People can do whatever they're comfortable doing. But the point is, it, it, it's, it's a two-pronged point. One, I'm, it's my way of giving back. Let people know that there's so great books by great authors and great talents out there that you can just simply, again, if you have a buck or two, help them. But if not, enjoy this for what this is because they're doing the same thing I'm doing now. They're letting life go on, number one. Number two, right? What an opportunity. I get that. I get, okay, so Bobby Nash just read on my podcast. That's so freaking cool. Bobby Nash is not a small name. You know, I got a, I've had first time readers come on. Say, I don't know if I can just, just, just go for it. It'll be great. You'll have fun. They had a blast. Uh, one of my guests, uh, Heather Chambers, she, she, uh, we, we, it was funny because I was doing her interview before, like, it timed it just right where her reading was with my interview with her. And, and we were, and there's this part in the interview that made me go, huh. Cause she talked about how she always wanted to get back into voice acting. She kills it, man. 350, she freaking kills it. And I, it's like, it's such a cool thing. I'm going to keep this going long after, um, long after this is done. And then finally, um, the other part about this too is me doing all these things. I was also letting me, I'm, I'm hosting a quarantine, a creative quarantine. And, and, and Anita, wait till you see the interview I do with him this week. His interview is coming up, is coming up on Monday. So, um, but, um, but the thing about it is right. Um, there's it, I mean, this, just, this is just such a cool time to reach out and help everybody out. Right. And this is, and I can do that. I'm in a position where I don't really have to worry about I'm taken care of. So while I'm, t I'm in this position for a reason. So I'm like, why not go for it, get out there, help as many people as I possibly can right now, because it's, it's the right thing to do. And then, and then at the same token, I've watched so many opportunities come my way in the last three weeks that other people I think would be like, holy crap, I had a marketing company actually recruit me. Whether or not I get the job or not is beside the point. The fact is they reached out to me, right? Uh, that's a damn cool thing. Um, I'm getting this opportunity to like be on the show. This is a cool opportunity. I always enjoy you guys. It's been a long time. Sup? And I love it. I, I get this chance, right? And then tomorrow I get to do CyberCon with Joe Compton. I like I've been like like I feel I'm very fortunate, but because again, that's the mentality I have, right? I have found that doors have kept opening. I told her, free, I hit my freelance goal for this month in ten days. In ten days, I might triple it before the month's done. It's there's actually a chance I triple it. I'm going to double it for sure. Triple is actually in in the realm of possibility. Now, what do I do next month? I don't know. But I'm not worried about that right now. I'm just worried about the little battles in front of me right now. That's it. I don't care about, like, I can't do those big battles right now. I don't need to do those big battles right now. And people, I think I think the thing people forget, and, and this, again, and I learned this the first time. I went through my, first time I got my ass kicked, I had to learn this lesson the hard way, so I get it. Um, you have to let go of the battles you don't have any stake in, even if they do impact you. You can't control the rain. You can't control the sun. You can't control the moon. You can't control. There's a lot of things you just can't control, right? So you can choose to worry about those things and let those things eat you. Or you just can, can choose, you know what? That doesn't matter. I'm going to worry about what I can do for my kids, what I can do for my career, what I can do for wh whatever sphere of influence you have. If you can do that, you're doing good, right? Worry about the big stuff when the big stuff actually is, you can do something about it.
That, that's a really good point. I mean, and mm-hmm. even in writing, we look at it the same way. You look at an 80,000 word novel and you go, yeah. oh my God, that's a lot of words I have to write. How am I going to do that? But if you break it down and you go one chapter at a time, one scene at a time, and you just focus on what's right in front of you, it becomes easier to move forward Absolutely. within your story. And and you're right. The same thing when you've got a lot of shit just coming down on you. What's the most important shit to take care of right now? Okay. How, do I, get through, how do I get through today? How do yeah. I get through this hour? How do I get through this minute? And you just go like whatever, whatever pace you're at, you crawl, you crawl through it if you have to, but you crawl. Don't worry about where you are in regards to everybody else. Who cares? Nobody else cares right now. I, I, I'm gonna, I'll let you guys in on a little secret right now. <laughs> Nobody else cares, right? Where you're, right? It's what can you do, right? That's the important thing. But don't worry about all the others. Who cares? Really, doesn't matter. What matters is what are you doing right now? What can you do right now? That's it. Well, Katie, we have not heard a whole lot from you lately. What are you doing right now? I'm, I'm recovering I'm from ex- your move. Exactly what Josh is saying. I'm I'm picking little battles at a time, and I'm I'm just slowly putting things back together. Um, I don't know. A lot of people know that I was going to be moving, um, going through a divorce right now. So there's a lot of little things that I have to do, and the timing couldn't have been worse. So moving just getting the house up for sale and just getting the contract in and just moving two separate households has been an adventure. And it's, it's both been a positive and a negative. It's given me things to do. So I don't go stir crazy because we haven't had a chance to sit and dwell in a small space and go stir crazy because it's been constantly setting up the house now getting groceries for the house now figuring out what can go to storage and what we can, you know, what goes where, I mean, it's little things that keep me busy. Plus, like Josh, I'm doing freelance as well. That's how I pay the bills. So every so, yeah. day I'm going to my job boards and I'm looking to see what's on my schedule. What can I apply for? What can I do? So it's it's been, you know, like you know, like he just said, small thing. What can I take care of right now? And next and next and next. There's been no real sit down and dwell and, and feel sad at this point. So uh, I'm I'll chime in and I'll let, I'll let Jason go back here. I have a buddy of mine in Arizona. His name was Angel. He goes to me when I was going through all this hard time. I was in school at the same time. I was working nights. I was doing this crazy shit to survive. And he looked at me, man. Sometimes, brother, all you can do, all you can do is keep on keeping on. That's it. Just That's all you got to do. Just keep on keeping on. Um, you know, and... Um... <laughs> I love it. Thanks, thanks Joe. Jason has <laughs> but, become uh, the official but, drinking but, game. But, but, but the thing is, right, right it, it's such good advice right now. It, 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 it's keep on keeping on. Don't quit. Whatever you're doing, like whatever is really important to you, just don't quit. And But don't beat yourself over the head that, you know, it's not going as fast as you want it to go right now. Because that ain't your fault, right? It is, it is what it is. So, but just move, move forward and just move forward. Eventually, things will start to open up and doors start opening. And next thing you know, um, you'll be in a completely different state of mind. Um, like I said, <laughs> I went through it the first time. So, well, and I'd like to I'd like to counter that ceaseless optim- optimism of the Joshua Pantelaresco with the other side of the corn, the corn, the other side of the corn where those of us who dwell in darkness live. Um, I too have been homeless. Um, I too have uh, lived through some really rotten shit way, way back in the day, you know, 25 years ago, whatever it was. And after I got out of it, I don't look at life the way you do. I look at it completely the opposite. I live my life terrified every day that my next decision could end me back up where I was. And I don't want to be there. So that's that's the other side of this coin, and I think that the key difference is called depression. <laughs> what? Okay, so I, I've said this off the air. I had a, a like this might all be in my head. It's in the article if you guys want to read it. <laughs> I had a I had an encounter. I had my own little encounter with a, sha- with a little bit of a shadow of death. And let me tell you something. It's sobering when you come face to face with with whatever that is, whether it's in my own head or not, 
and you realize that one day you're going to die. It put everything in perspective for me in a very, very different, um, I made a choice. Like, look, I don't know if I like going this path, I'm going to end up back where I was. I don't think so. I think, I think, I think where I am now here is going to prevent that from ever going down. But that doesn't mean that hard times aren't going to happen to me again. They, 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 again, that's just part of life. Everybody has their ups and everybody has their downs. But I realized that I can spend my whole life terrified of dying. And if it is what I saw at the very end, it's not what people think it is. What did you see? So in that case, I should just worry about living. And that's, and that's, and that's, and that's it. Like, like that might seem like an external optimistic point of view. I would counter, I don't really have a choice. I've seen the other side. So I just like, um, you can, you can choose, you can choose to, uh, no, I shouldn't say that. I won't say that quite right away. Perception is everything, but I do, I do think that whether we realize it or not, we have far less choices than we realize. Our only real choice is how we look, how we look at things going forward and proceed from there. Well, let, me, let me tag on to that. Point. Absolutely right there, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Katie. Okay, so I, I agree on both sides of the coin here. And sexy I'm gonna, vampires. Sexy I'm, vampires. Yes, Sorry, that I'm is trying the to keep our keep our viewers engaged. That is the answer to everything. No. Um, so here's the thing: optimism is great, mm -hmm. um, and depression is valid. Mm -hmm thing is, um, the way I tend to look at things is I look at what's the best case scenario and I look at what's the worst case scenario. And I have both of those in my head whenever I mm -hmm. approach something. Nine times out of 10, I get something that is not either one. I get somewhere in the middle. And when I, I plan for both contingencies, I, I tend to be able to move forward. You know, So you take that approach of, okay, here's the battle that's in front of me right now. What are the outcomes that could happen? What can I do to try and sway it for, you know, either outcome and whatever looks like the most viable choice I do, I go after, and I tend to never get the best thing. And I tend to never get the worst. It's somewhere in the middle. So I'm prepared for either eventuality, but it's never as bad or it's never as good. And it's okay to acknowledge the reality. And not everything's going to have a great outcome, but at least you, you know what the worst and best are, and you know, it's not going to be, either one of those you're going to get somewhere in the middle preparation's good honestly so and and where where i've found myself and i don't like this place but it's it's become a necessarily evil is to kind of tone down any kind of tone down the passion and the excitement that i sometimes feel for things and learn to be not numb but almost like like when you take Xanax for the first time and you just feel dull. And that's how I've been living for the last year or two because when I get too excited about something, and I'm not trying to be super no. depressing, I'm just being realistic. When I get super excited about something, it ends up fucking blowing up in my face. And it's been every time recently in the, in the past few years. I mean, you know, personally, professionally, things have just not been great and so i've just like okay well i'm gonna turn down the passion meter and if i don't feel as much it's not gonna hurt as much but what sucks is that the good things also don't feel as good but it's like okay well i was i was at a point a couple of years ago where i was like you know i'm ready to literally you know bite the bullet and be done with all of this and this is the only way I've found to be able to cope and it's certainly not a healthy coping me mechanism but i will say that we are way, 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 way off topic. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> are we ever on topic? I mean, really. <laughs> what was the topic anyway? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's you know this. I think this whole, uh, I think the uh, SARS COV two has has really kind of brought out the best and the worst in people. I, I think mm -hmm. that this has been an amazing time for for content creators like like us and and thousands of people around the world to put out cool stuff for people to, to try to help get their mind off stuff and entertain them. I think there's, you know, I've actually been able to read a couple books. I just finished uh, Travelers by V.S. Holmes today, which was awesome. I was super impressed. Um, and, and so it's like, you know, we're, we're getting to reconnect with uh, with people maybe we haven't talked to in a long time and and enjoy each other's company like you were saying, Joshua. And 
enjoy some some reading and enjoy the Tiger King, which hopefully, Katie, you've started now. Um, oh, Katie, my lord! No, nope, but, but I did know, start Sex Education last night. Oh my god, that that show is hilarious. <laughs> you it's, recommended that one. I was like, oh, finally, I can watch it. It's it's a little much, but it is it's got some really funny moments, and there's. <laughs> There's, there's plenty that's of nudity if that's your jam. <laughs> I, I was telling Joshua before we came on that I can no longer watch the news as it is. I have to watch it filtered through late night comedy talk show hosts because yeah. it's the only way I can stomach memes the things that's where that are happening at. right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've actually, so I, so this isn't a dig. I, I promise this is not a dig. <laughs> Look, we hate our country too, okay? Politeness, it's okay. You're no, I, 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 just, I just, I just, I just want to be like, like people just understand. I watch what, uh, I watch what Trudeau says, because basically that's that's the day to day update, and then I, I pretty much tune tune off the news. I, I realized very early on that nobody has any idea what's going on, and I, and that's, and that's. Um, one of my favorite authors, John Twelfth Hawk, said this best: "The news, primarily, primarily sales pitch for most things, is terror. It tries to make people feel like they're victims of everything." Have you read State of Fear? What? Have you read State of Fear? No, I have not. Oh, we'll we'll circle back to that when you're done. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you, you know, it's it's true. I, right, I, I, I like Sorry. your country. I like your country. I, 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 I yeah. Your your leadership's um, special. Yeah. Anyways, um, the um, the thing is, right? Um, I, I've learned that that news, the generally speaking, news that's what they sell. It's not necessarily about what's factual. It's just there. There's a there's a fear factor or a victimization factor. So if I want to do something, I I have to research it on my own, right? Now, depending on what you read on COVID, COVID can go one of three or four different ways. Depending on what you read, depending on what scientific stuff you're you're reading and following right now, right? I find like that's a more accurate that that paints more accurate pictures of what might be going on than anything you hear on television. So I just find that the best thing to do as far as that goes is go click, okay, right? I'm not I, it, because there's nothing constructive that comes from it. Also, the other thing too, and this kind of like if I really want to get a news article, all I have to do is go on my Facebook feed. People mm -hmm. stare at it all the time. It's like, I, right, right. And I'm like, I don't really want to see that. So, like, 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 like I said, I, I, I'm more into like, I'm more into like, I, like, one, like, I try to do stuff like, um, like recommend, like recommend me a book to buy because I'm buying, I am buying ebooks, right? And I so, and I go to, and I go to authors. Well, authors, here's the trick: if you guys are gonna come recommend me a book, you can't recommend me your own. You gotta recommend me somebody else's. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's great. I, actually, it's cool because you, you get this one. I'm quietly building everybody up, and at the same time, right? Um, I get to see some great books. And uh, like, I just interviewed Kaylin Smith for the podcast. I interviewed that came like me interviewing her came about of one of those little experiments. So it's just one of those things where you know, again, you create opportunities and you embrace them, and things happen. You know what I mean? And, and I, I just, uh, all all I do is just, like I said, I just seem to be very smart at just seeing what those opportunities are, and I just jump. And uh, maybe I hit a clip. Maybe maybe I'm Wiley Coyote. I hit the, know, the ground. But, maybe I'm, but you know, I get I, I, I am a big believer that, um, well, in, in two things. One, luck. Luck does yeah. happen. That's a big part sure. of, of success out, out there, guys. But, two, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in the power of, you know the the whole positive thinking and believing that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make it because if anybody proves that it's you because you are so positive about things you're just like I'm just gonna grab this opportunity and boom you do it and I think that's amazing um, but I, I do wanna I wanna do wanna touch on two things here uh, first if anyone wants real factual information scientific information about COVID nineteen and you like podcasts, check out This Podcast Will Kill You. They have a six-part series on the SARS-CoV-2, and it is phenomenal. It is factual. It's not sensationalistic at all. Um, it will give you the facts if that's what you're interested in knowing. It is not like watching Fox News, I will tell you that. Um, the other thing is State of Fear is a book by Michael Crichton. And okay. the 
the the overarching theme of the book is how the media and large organizations and and political groups create this state of fear in order con to control populations. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really really interesting read if you're if you're ever interested. Now the unfortunately the kind of the main timeline on the book is very anti-global warming as if it's if, as if it's not a thing um, which i don't agree with but at the same time the the point of it is convincing the masses to believe something in order to try to control them Absolutely. and i thought that was that was phenomenal and if you like michael Crichton, you'll you'll love it because he's his his writing is well i mean if you like the way he writes you like the way he writes but uh, yeah. but that's another good one it, it's it ties right into what you were saying josh yeah yeah no it, it's no, again, there's a lot of good factual stuff out there, but I, I find you have to, again, like anything else today, you have to look for it, right? Um, but you can go down the rabbit hole and, and get lost that's, researching but, so much. So well, it's, well, well, like I said, I so here's the thing, like the Cloud Diver series, I've been researching nanoviruses, all right? Yes. I've been, no, I've actually been researching them for it because it, it, it like the big thing about ARC is I, the part of me that kind of like traumatized me a little bit when this, started happening is I actually the virus I came up with in Cloud Diver One is actually very similar to to this. Ooh, right? It's like very it. similar to this. And um I have a I have another um, nastier see nanoviruses terrify me. It's one of the few things I'm actually legitimately afraid of because the idea is so normally speaking viruses fight each other. Right? Like normal normally like the flu will fight measles and other these things because they're they're each trying to do the same thing. So the idea is you create an artificial synthetic agent that will actually build a virus with both of them, right? So, so that's the that's the idea behind it. Um, um, that's not the name of the book, Joe. Shit is dying. It's not the name of that book. But um, but but the, but the thing, but the very technical term though, I can tell. Um, but the but the thing but the thing of it is right. Um, so I've been researching like like this could have been a lot scarier than it was, right? This could have been a lot scarier than it was. Not I'm not saying it's not dangerous. I'm just saying like some of the things I'm reading that they're working on make me go, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Because it's, this, this is my deep dark. These are this has been my deep dark rabbit hole research for the last two three years, and it's just like, oh, okay, but I mean it was better that. This was the thing that made us all take a step back than some of the other things I've read about. I've been like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, an another thing. Oh, stop it, cat. Oh, this, <laughs> I've got to get some wireless earbuds for this crap. This is ridiculous. Um, the, other, the other thing that really scares me, Josh, are the, uh, the prion diseases or prion, depending on Ooh. how you want to pronounce it. You know, just the single misformed uh, protein that jacks yep. everything up and we can't stop it. But man, there's so many terrifying things out there. Just like this book I read called "A Flutter of Shit." It's at the tip of my tongue. What's it called again? Um, that was a scary book. It was scary, yeah. And it was, you know, I thought it was scary because a lot of it had like real life components. I'm like, whoa, this shit could happen in real life. I've got that on my TBR <laughs> list right now. So the the minute I get some free time, I will load that book up to my Kindle and scare the crap out of myself. Uh, I actually know, have it on my desktop. I downloaded it so that the, <laughs> the next time I get a few moments, I can open it up and read it. Well, I and I know there uh, there are probably only a few viewers right now because everyone was watching uh, Lady Gaga. But if if you're out there and and watching or or listening or whatever else, shoot me or the show or whoever an email or a Facebook message right now. What I will. I will send you an ebook of A Flutter of Darkness for free just to give you something to read because we've got at least a couple more weeks where we're stuck in the house. And that way you can have something to really make your skin crawl while you're stuck. The, there's the question is how much time are we stuck? I mean, yes, we're, we're all going stir crazy, but a lot of us realize that there's a reason and we're okay with, with going stir crazy until it's safe. But there's a whole other group of people who are like, let's open shit up right now. <laughs> And, well, that's, and that's making it a very, you know, big question mark hanging over every state, every city, whether or not they're going to be opening and, and what the, the risks are going to be. It goes back to what I said earlier about the news to some degree. Um, no one knows. Like, no one, like, 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 like I think, I think the biggest, the biggest indictment, like, the reason why I, I said 
the rational thing normally to do would be to listen to a world leader and go that that doesn't really apply to you guys unfortunately you don't have any of that stuff so it makes this really difficult the other thing that makes it really difficult too is there are some places where this thing is non-existent right it doesn't it doesn't seem like a regular part of the daily life at all right um then there are other places where it's everywhere right like if you look at new york it's like well right um you know that so i so there, there's a big hit and miss of what's going on and then you look at a country like sweden okay their approach their approach is so unique than everybody else's and if you look at what their numbers are it's a lot lower it's a lot lower than it's not necessarily the lowest it's not the lowest but it's certainly not the highest either right so there's a lot of unknowns right so so that's what makes this really really tough and exercising caution is a good idea like i, I think most of us would be like you know what Yes, this only kills like two percent, but two percent of eight billion people is a lot of people that die. And yeah, and, and we are in Michigan. We are not two percent. We are almost six percent in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, we've got the highest death rate here. It's uh, yeah. it's pretty brutal. Yeah, and which doesn't shock me considering some of the poverty levels in Michigan too. Unfortunately, that I think I I, I wouldn't shock me if there was a correlation there, but um, <clears throat> that's that's what makes this tough, right? Because if you if you're someone that nothing is happening, there are places where literally, literally nothing's happening. Well, then why are we close? And then there then there are other places, yes, right. That and that's that's the other thing too, right? We haven't even got we haven't, we haven't even mentioned that part of it yet too, um, right? A lot of people for a lot of people this is a very minor thing, so you'll carry it like it's no big deal, and the next thing you know you'll go somewhere and. You wipe somebody out because you're just you're not sure right that's why like i said california is like fuck this shit we're gonna lock everything down right yeah. because it's we, we, again you don't you want to minimize the loss of life the my only real concern and again this isn't like right now this is if it just goes for another couple months is how long psychologically speaking people can handle a lockdown right that, right and that's a that's a mental health thing i don't know i don't really know like this i don't know right but that's another unknown right and and we i was uh i was quarantined at home for about a month a little yeah about a month and it, it was okay for the first, first few days then it started getting a little tough but we did a lot of walking with the kids and stuff so it actually we we got a routine but now i'm i'm back to work now pretty much full-time and so it's it's life like back, uh, life is back to normal. However, we've got all new safety protocols at work. So it's, it's kind of, you know, we, we still feel the impact all the time because we, we are a veterinary clinic. So, you know, yeah. our, our clients have to wait in the car. We go out there gowned up or masked up and we get the animals, we bring them in, we treat them, we bring them back. And so we're still feeling the, the effects of it, but it's, you know, we've, we've gotten back to life um, for our part because we are, yeah. you know, we're, we're not doing human medicine, but we're doing medicine that's very important to a great many people um, and their animals. So it's like kind of like we we have to keep going on just like everyone else. You know, if if your job is that you need to be staying at home on quarantine, then you, you better fucking do that because you need to do it. But, you know, if your job is, is working at a hospital or or at a grocery store, which are extremely essential people, then you know you you go out in there and you do that. We we should damn well be grateful those for those people that are because, you know it's uh, it's it's tough and and people are are very stressed out. People are being um, worked beyond their limits in a, in a lot of fields and so I think that we all need to be respectful of that and and part of that respect is also being safe and not going out to where we can potentially pick up. A pathogen that we could pass along to other people you know if we're able to if we're able to stay home and let other people do the essential jobs while we have to sit there and and on unemployment it's going to suck but we need to do that to be um, respectful and responsible people out there and yeah. and if this thing all blows over in a couple months you know god willing then you know yeah. hope there's a big question mark especially in in vegas where i'm at about what they're going to do as far as opening up, they still haven't told us that schools are closed for the rest of the school year. 
So as of right now, we're looking at, you know, after, you know, April's over, the kids going back to school for however long that is, whether they close out okay. for two weeks or whether they uh, wait till April and then decide that, or wait till April's over I, and then decide they're closing for the rest of the year. Yeah, we're our, our mayor doesn't want us to stay closed, but our governor does. So it's, it, there's a battle there and, and our economy is based on tourism. So that really screws us over because the majority of the, the people who live here are in the service industry. So a lot of people here are suffering and opening it back up isn't going to help us if nobody can get here. Well, nobody's going to be. And, and like we talked about off the air, like like as far as the travel goes, like okay, it's gonna, what's going to end up happening is, okay, we're going to open up locally first. We're going to make sure nobody it just doesn't have a rehash somewhere. Hopefully testing's available. I'm questioning, marking. Yeah, yeah. that's a question mark. Testing for a fee. There, they were floating something about $179 for if you would like to get yourself tested. Well, that's well and good, but so, people who aren't working so, aren't going to have the money for that. So, <laughs> so, so we're going to say question mark for, 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 for you guys. Us, we like to yeah. so develop, right? Um, we developed a, we developed a, a company here developed a little thing that actually is a universal, is a universal test. And I know we, they're, they're trying them out here in Canada. If they if it works the way they envision it works, um, we're going to have regular testing everywhere. So when we uh, was so when we, we we won't be able to get that because Trump doesn't own stock in that company probably. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> we can't that, that, get it. Okay, so <laughs> what happened here is probably what what will happen here eventually is like BC is going to look like French Columbia is going to start relaxing restrictions in mid May. Um, and if that goes well, they're going to like, again, they're going to gradually open the province up. There's not going to be a lot of inter-traveling even between provinces, probably for probably the summer, right? If all goes well, probably the fall, if everything, if there's not a second wave, if there's not like, like no one knows for sure what, what that will look like with this at, at all. So if, it, if it happens, when it happens, how it's going to look. So that there's, there's all these other factors. So everything's going to be a gradual opening up process. There's not going to be travel as we know it to probably at the very earliest October, maybe. And when international, well, forget it. Cause no, like, like, like I said off the air, um, unfortunately, the United, like, okay. Say, say, okay. Singapore is probably going to be great the whole time through this, right? Just based on how they've handled it. So we may be able to open up travel to Singapore, but once that's tra once one door opens, um, once one door opens, um, exactly. I'm going to be sad too. I don't. I don't know if it, I. I don't know, right? Well, I mean, it, it's an honest question. Um, but the thing, the thing about it is, right? Your travels are going. Restrictions are going to be open. International travel is probably going to be one of the last things that opens up. Large part just based on how the United States recovered, right? Yeah. So, ex exactly. That's that's a big part of it. But like, like I said, if if the numbers maintain at below a certain level, right, travel locally will expand. But travel internationally, globally, that's probably we're probably looking at twenty twenty one at the earliest, right? Before things really, really, and we're talking like spring twenty twenty one at the earliest. Probably more like summer twenty twenty one at the earliest when things are really, really going to start to open up again. And that's that's the reality. Um, so, you know, you look at, you look at that and you go, well, I mean, Las Vegas, Alaska, Hawaii, like anywhere that's a major tourist attraction, um, out of luck and Florida, well, Florida that, yeah. So do you really want to talk about professional wrestling for five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> the single stupidest thing I've ever heard. Sorry. <laughs> no. Jesus. Here's the funny thing. In uh, Japan, Japanese, Japanese, the Japanese wrestling organizations actually argued that they should be the last things to open up. And what they actually went to bat for was for their independent wrestlers not in their companies to get paid. Talk about a good way of doing business, right? <laughs> right? All right. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. So. Well, now I, you know, it's as much as I keep trying to pull us away from, uh, from COVID-19, we, we keep coming back, but I do actually want to talk right. about some book stuff. Okay. Um, Cause we've only got about 10 minutes left and I know that you've got a new release that's coming up 
And I was hoping that you could talk to us about your new book a little bit, Josh. Damn, that sure. was a fast hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the so I I had this. So I'll tell you actually how the book came about because it's actually pretty funny. So I was joining. So Calvary has a writing group called Ifwa the Internet, it, 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 and I went there for my first meeting, and I go and I go to them for the second. Meeting, you want to read something? Yeah, sure. I hadn't wrote it yet, so I was just. <laughs> they were like, "You gotta send something to us to write." So I wrote something really quick, and it was this really funny story about this guy in like this Matrix meets Indiana Jones environment, right? Where he follows a girl with a gun blade into this this place and he gets a file that everybody from zombie mobsters to unicorns to fart rainbows wants. It is literally, it is like the craziest. I cram so much um, uh, Easter eggs in there. If you're a video game nerd, there's, gonna, there's so many little things I actually incorporated in, into it that was, uh, that I had a lot of fun with. And the plot's really simple. It's actually, it's, again, cowardly character with a daemon in his head, follows girl with gunblade into cloud, gets a file that has to do with a virus that's going on right now that everybody from zombie monsters and unicorns of fart rainbows wants, and his only salvation is that girl with the gunblade, who probably doesn't like him very much. And it's a fun little, um, it's a fun little pulp sci-fi adventure. My character is such a coward. He is such a cowardly little, little, little shit. I had so much fun writing him. Uh, because he's, he's so, yeah, yeah, like, like he's all like, he's like, I want nice and normal and I hate this adventure thing. And, and, and I, I threw so many, I threw so, like, I could put him in some of the silliest situations in life. And it was, it was glorious. I had such fun writing it. Uh, it took a little while to get it out. I, I found a buddy of mine who, who is a really talented designer named Lance Bond. He goes, dude, I would love to do something with this. So he did. It took a little while, but we, we got it all we got it all together. And I was going to do a physical launch, but obviously with everything going on right now, that's not exactly possible. So I'm doing a digital one. So I started as an audiobook. So every Sunday, if you want, I read a piece of the Cloud Diver to the audience every Sunday. It's about usually it goes anywhere from ten to twenty minutes. Uh, my lot, my favorite. I just did my favorite chapter actually from the early stuff. Uh, the villain of the story is based off another author, like was originally the template of it was built off of an author friend of mine named Adam Dries. Oh, I was going to say Adam Joe Dries. Compton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Je, well, Joe knows Adam. So, I mean, he'll know what I'm talking about. Like, Adam is one of the most charismatic, nicest, sincere, like sweetest guys you'll ever know. I saw him once wear like this wizard costume. It's like, I thought he like he looked like a villain. They did a tweet about Mr. Biggles was like, okay, dude, can I base a character off you? He became something else, but I based the character. What if I took a charismatic figure and used his evil salesmanship powers for evil? So he's a mob, he's a mobster slash salesman, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I had, I had a lot of fun with, I had a lot of fun with that. And so, um, it's the Matrix meets Indiana Jones is basically my pitch. So if you like, if you like something that feels a little bit like Sword Art Online, if you like something that feels like the Matrix, you like that little bit of an Indiana Jones flavor because the concept is. Um, we live in an age today where everything's recorded and I mean everything. So the fact that this conversation is recorded is that it's always going to be there somewhere for everybody to listen to. We used to, we, we could suspect that Putin common was a dick based on the pieces of the story we have of him, but we don't actually know if that's the case. I everybody... just read an, watched an interesting documentary on him too. Pardon? I just watched an inter interesting documentary on him too. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's a cool character in history too. Mm -hmm. But we don't again every historical character up until this time, we only have pieces of their story. Everybody today, now has a story. Like we have, like we have it from our our twenties or our thirties. But every generation that's come up has been recorded from birth. We get the whole story of every single person that walks the planet from this point onward. That is, we've never had that ever. So I'm like, what are people going to, when people look back on our time, how are they going to view us? Because unlike any other point in history, we have a complete picture. And I thought that's a really fascinating thing about today. Everything's recorded. Everything is, is um, everything's out there. And how would the future look at judge individuals, societies, and go, even going forward, because the, the the narrative now goes from our time onward. As long as we have a digital age, everything is going to be recorded as is. 
that's interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. I've also, uh, one of my coworkers is a psychology major, um, Alyssa, and, and, and she is incidentally the one who sang the uh, Teddy Bear Picnic song for my, uh, my book trailer. She's got That's a cool. gorgeous, cool. haunting, creepy voice. Um, but I was just recently talking to her about uh, the idea of a sociopath. Now, when, when we hear the word sociopath, we think of bad. Um, yeah. which, which is natural, and you think of people like Ted Bundy, who was really a perfect sociopath. Um, but I was wondering, because this isn't something that someone chooses to be. People don't choose to be a sociopath. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's an unfortunate um, uh, mental disorder and, uh, or personality disorder. And so I was thinking, of what if someone really wasn't a bad person, but they were a sociopath? And what if their entire life they're they're trying to prove to themselves and to everyone else that they're actually a good person, but they're fighting against this biological thing that's in their in their brains that's trying to to pull them the other direction? Is it possible to have a good sociopath? Would they be capable of good on such a grand scale that most of us would never attain? Or would they be? It'd be a constant battle of okay, I almost murdered someone today, but I decided to buy groceries instead. So I've been I've been looking at that idea of, of playing with a, a character that's, um, you know, extremely conflicted and tormented. And then I was thinking, have you, either of you guys seen that show You on Netflix? No. Why O U? Uh, I'm not cool enough for Netflix, dude. I I, I'm not, I, I don't I uh, legit don't have it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Shocking, isn't it? My um, God, people. Okay, so Josh, you can't enjoy this. Katie, you you need to watch. The Netflix show Y O U U, it is, you will just shit your pants. The writing is unbelievable. You will absolutely fall in love with it. <laughs> it, it, it I, I don't uh, just for the record. I don't. The reason that it, it's why I don't really play MMOs. It's why I don't. I, I'm one of those people that really, when they get into something, they really get into something. You've talked to me about this before. I remember yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, so for me, for me, the, the I had Netflix. The show that did me in was Kill a Kill. When I watch that all in one night, it's not that good a show. I just, just, it just, I just drove through it. <laughs> you were locked in, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was locked in, right? So I just realized this is not healthy for me. This uh, is not healthy for me to get anything done. Daredevil's one thing. The first season of Daredevil was awesome. Okay, I, I, I can understand getting sucked into that for one night. Yeah. But, and I'm not saying Killer Kill is necessarily a bad show, but I am saying, however, it's not that good a show that you should be sucked in every single episode, right? Um, so I, I just, I just decided like, it's like, like Emma, um, so I decided that I wasn't going to be like, you know, I, I can't do MMOs. World of Warcraft is never going to be in my future mm -hmm. and I can't do Netflix because I'm not, I do not have the self control to handle Netflix. Well, it, and I, and it, I'm you, you told me that before and I can, I can understand that because I'm, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. You know, there was, when I was a lot younger, if I'd start reading a book series, I, I'd be gone for weeks, and I, I'd be completely oblivious to life. But, uh, oh, yeah, and Joe mentioned Ozark. We, we've just started that one. That's a, another pretty, really intense show. But uh, If you like okay. documentaries or dramatized documentaries on Netflix, check out The Rise of the Ottoman Empire. Ooh. That I heard that. I heard surprisingly good, and I, I binged that in, in a day. <laughs> another good one on Netflix is... Um, Roman Empire. I think it's just yes. called Roman. Yes, that was. Yes. Really uh, that, 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 I've seen. I've seen that one. It's yep. it's it's really good. It's really. I really think good. they have one about the czars as well, which is on my Ooh. list when I get around to it. Now, be, before we run out of time, which is very shortly here, I have a question for you both, and you have to answer, and it's only one one answer. So we want to know who is the sexiest vampire of all time. I'm going to go ahead and say Brad Pitt from Interview with a Vampire cuz he was he was pretty hot in, in in that movie. He was he was pretty he still had his long hair. Uh he so he looked pretty good. I'm going to say Brad Pitt. That's mine. Um Yes. But Josh is like Mobius? No. <laughs> no. Um I don't know her name. She did. I, I, I thought she was cute. It was in. She was in the Blade. I can't remember her name. Those same as fucking life. So. Blade. And she was a yeah. vampire. 
Yeah, she's a vampire in Blade. I can't remember okay. which one. I can't remember her name. I just cannot remember her name. Okay, unknown female vampire from Unknown Blade female vampire. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go with the uh, Spanish influence and Antonio Banderas as Armand. Oh, damn. Hell yeah. Dang. From from uh, interview with the vampire, yeah. <laughs> <And> yeah. Then, <laughs> he, 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 he definitely, definitely, you know. He, oh yeah, he, he had it. He had it rocking. Oh, and Kendra says, uh, "Damon Salvatore." All right, mm-hmm. that's you a, know, for that's me, it's answer. the accents, though. It, it's the accent that really does me in. So that's why he gets like. Hey, hey, hey listen, it, it, it's what works for you, right? So, <laughs> Antonio Banderas could say anything to me, and be like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, guys, it's uh, it's time to go. It's uh, time to go upstairs and watch more Netflix. Um, I'm I'm sure that I oh I actually I think we're doing Naked and Afraid tonight on Hulu, which is always Ooh. fun. So we really we thank you for joining us tonight. We hope we brought you. There's a, that's a little cat tail on my face. We hope you hope we brought you a little bit of entertainment or enrichment tonight on quarantine and. You know you'll see us again soon. It's either going to be next week or sometime in the middle of the week if somebody decides to go crazy and throw something up. Like maybe Katie does a reading from her new series. I don't know. Could happen. Or I invite random people on for a late night drunk chat. (laughs) (laughs) Which has happened before and is always entertaining. Oh, man. Last time I saw one of those, I ended up on screen with no shirt on. So that that was not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I got to... Stay in bed. Says you, but our ratings are the best on that show. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh, for coming on. We love talking to you, man. Yeah, no, no it, was, it was my pleasure, man. It, it was great to be back. So, <laughs> And thank you, Creative Edge Publicity, for sponsoring the show and making it possible. Oh, we didn't read the sponsor script at the beginning, Katie. Ah, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Where's I don't have it up here. Wait, Creative Edge, your brand, your future, working towards partnerships, and collaborations in the ever-changing literary field it's something like that but basically creative edge publicists they make it so we can have this video they make it so we can have the pop the podcast we love you guys thank you and that's it let's go watch lady gaga everybody